Listeners, fans, it only seems appropriate that I should intro this episode of the New World Podcast because, for the first time ever, I loved this movie and I watched it in one sitting, give or take. This is our take on the big doll house. <laughs> give or take. Everybody, welcome to the New World Podcast, where we are going to watch every movie uh, released by New World Pictures from the era of Roger Corman until the post era uh, that didn't have Roger Corman in it at all. <laughs> okay. um uh some of them are going to be good some of them are going to be terrible but all of them are going to be new world and they're all worth discussing tonight we are going to discuss uh 1971's big doll house i'm ryan with me as always is erica hi and mark hello and this is the screen debut of pam greer that's the big takeaway from here. We're also, this is directed by Jack Hill. More or less, it was written by Jack Hill. There, there is another screenwriter that was, um, that has, is credited, but he pretty, pretty much uh, explains in the director's commentary that he took uh, the time that they had, uh, they had large a uh, time in between shots in the Philippines. So he would have days where they'd have to reset a new, uh, um, set and get everything ready. So he would take that time to write new scenes and correct the um, script that he felt was not very good because he didn't think that this was going to be a very good movie. Wow. I wish he would have believed in himself more. I loved this movie, and I haven't said that about a single movie we've watched yet. <laughs> now, we might remember Jack Hill. He's done quite a few things during the Corman era. He would go on from here to do um, Coffee and Foxy Brown mm -hmm. with Pam, Pam Greer. But we saw him in a film that may or not have been released yet. <laughs> it definitely it hasn't. hasn't called, <laughs> but we've already reviewed But it. we have watched a movie called Sorceress, which is his last movie that he did for New World. Where before he, finally, he stopped said, making yep. movies for Roger Corman altogether. Right. But um, that, was not, that was not for many years after this. Uh, and this was his first movie. And this was when Roger Corman was just starting out uh, at New World and he had gotten a script called The Big Doll House. And it was it was inspired by a Spanish movie called 99 Women, hmm. which was about uh, women escaping from prison. Hmm. This movie's um, missing about uh, 89 of those women. Yeah, well, yeah. I think it was actually in the movie. In that movie, I believe the lead character is given the, se is given the inmate number 99. So... Um, I think that's the significance there. But uh, that movie, 99 Women, was a success. And Roger Corman, of course, thought, oh, I know what could maybe sell in the United States. And that's a women's prison movie. Um, and, but 99 Women, fun fact, was edited by Bruno Mattei. Ooh. Ooh. Of, of the director of zombie 
three. Zombie, uh, or was it also zombie four? <laughs> you killing might have birds? <laughs> yes. I think it's important to remind all of our listeners right now, quick fact, all of that was off the dome. <laughs> None of that was read off of a phone. No, nope. no, nope. off the dome, Tablet, y'all. Off the dome. Laptop, off the dome. Straight from the dome. So you brought up that Pam Greer, this is, I guess she had done a few small bits, but this was her first movie. This was really her first movie. She had only uh, come in as an extra uh, for a scene in Valley of the Dolls because she knew one of the actors and they just pulled her into a scene, but she had no lines. She was actually, had just moved to Los Angeles. Um, She was a model before, so she moved to LA and she was working a job, uh, I believe, cleaning up an editing room. And she was very, she would yell at the guys for being sloppy. So she said, I cleaned it. So if you make a mess now, it's on you. And so she would give him <laughs> a lot of grief. And I believe that that uh, it must have been that Francis Ford Coppola uh, worked there because he recommended her to Roger Corman. And Roger Corman met her. And then he said, you should audition for this movie. Um, his Her part was originally for a white woman. But he had her aud- audition for it. And uh in the director's commentary, Jack Hill says that he made all the women take their clothes off so that he could make sure he knew what they looked like naked because he felt that women wore clothing that could, you know, make you think that they look a different way than they do when they really have their clothes off. So <laughs> he made them take their clothes off, which he said was a little embarrassing for me. I'm like, really, dude? That was was that embarrassing for you? Oh, did you feel embarrassed that you demanded women take off their clothes so you could make sure right. they weren't liars about their bodies? Right. And it was in the 1970s and no one was going to tell on you. I think this that would be totally important okay, though, because I, I know a lot of times I've hidden like angel wings under a sweater or a suit of armor just to look, you know, more buff. So, you know, joke would be on me, I guess, when I'd have to pop my shirt and then take off a ton of chain mail. Yeah, I don't know how he got fooled. Like, yeah. would they just be, like, smaller than he thought because of, like, a push-up bra or something? I don't, I don't I know guess. when he could have. I mean, when I'm removing two cantaloupes from the shirt, like, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> just my everyday cantaloupes, you know, my eight-hour cantaloupes. <laughs> <laughs> they can re- they really last the times he threw on those four hour cantaloupes for a long day <laughs> oh, what bad a mistake. mistake you said the Pam Gray this was her first movie so this was her first role yes. was her character originally like named Johnson and she refused no. to respond I to it so, too. so no. like, they're like wait, Pam hey Greer. Johnson she kept going huh wait <laughs> Pam, that that's your line. Oh, 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 that's it. We're changing her name to Greer. <laughs> yeah, her name was actually Greer. Uh, it's not spelled exactly like her name. It's spelled G-R-E-A-R, and it was just a coincidence, uh, okay. Jack Hill says. I, I, I wondered the same thing. I was like, am I yeah. hearing this correctly? <laughs> now, this movie is about a group of women uh, that go that are in a prison, and this started off like a larger trend of women in prison movies. So this is really... Even for New World, not just uh, writ large, it, it sort of had a lot of women in prison movies. But we are going to watch several more uh, after this, just from New World. Is so. this really about women in a prison? Is it? Because here's just barely. You know what? I that's mean, fair. That's fair. that was presumptuous barely. of me to start out saying that that's what this movie was. Because from my point of view, this is uh, a movie about women at summer camp. Because this is not a prison in the traditional sense. 
It is summer camp. I was watching this movie and I started looking on Travelocity. How can I go to this place? I, bear with it me. It looks fun. It looks fun. <laughs> Uh, it's just like the summer camps I remember. Uh, Several you, beds. When you start, toilet in the corner. You get a swirly when you get to camp. Yep. Uh, you get to play with matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have uh, they obviously have room service mm-hmm. where they bring you uh, fruit, cigarettes, uh, quick feel up, <laughs> quick feel up, some heroin maybe, mm-hmm. right to your room. A letter from you, someone you love. You can you can uh, whittle some silverware into shivs. Mm-hmm. Really, the prison allowed the fruit vendor guys to handle almost all of the prison business. Yeah, <laughs> like the, yeah. the guards were rain. really concerned with whatever it was they were doing, just sitting at a desk with no nothing around them. You mean the counselors? <laughs> Yes. I'm <laughs> telling you, this is a fun place to go. You can have food fights. Did did in your in your summer camp when you stepped out of line, did they put you into a tiny cage, lift you aloft and just allow you to get beaten up by the sun? No, because I went to Bible camp. But, <laughs> but to be fair, that sounds like some great alone time. Like seriously. I, I was looking at that thing like, God, that's the dream. Get yeah. some vitamin D, some alone time. Some alone time. Then uh, you know, you go into I guess a bit admittedly a bit of a low rent goth club where you get tied to a table and mm-hmm. you know yep. whipped very low rent <laughs> but very low i mean if that if you're into a little bit of a sadomasochistic summer camp this is it which what kid isn't <laughs> <laughs> well admittedly young adults i mean I, these well, that's children. a funny thing about this movie like broad strokes it is about these women in prison, and eventually they escape. That's what you're going to read that this movie is about. No, no, no. You're you not. You should have be- announced spoiler alert before no. that. No, 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 they're going to attempt to escape. That's the thing. No, no. They're trying to escape from a prison. But That's- if you read the poster of this movie, okay, the taglines are, there were multiple, their bodies were caged, but not their desires. They would do anything for a man or to him. I don't remember that part of the movie. Uh, I mean, but there's another one. Pam Greer allowed herself to be felt up, so she could, okay. you know. To be fair, for a letter, I they, mean, they caged. <laughs> the- I've seen you do some pretty crazy stuff for mail. I mean, yeah, she didn't cheapen herself. Yeah. I mean, you know, she, she, it was for a letter. It wasn't for like a, a pack of cigarettes. Right. They caged their bodies, but not their desires. Hmm. Or my favorite. Their desires couldn't be caged. This is a theme that they're trying to work with. This is my favorite. Naked lust that builds to a climax of death. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Now that's a movie I want to see, but that's not this movie. Yeah. I guess maybe broader strokes are there are women and they are in prison. That's what this movie's about. <laughs> they're in, in the broadest. They're the sub marketing campaign. There are women, and they are in prison. <laughs> Come see us. Come see Pam Greer as Greer in the Big Doll House, starring dolls in a house. <laughs> Everything just repeats. Pam Greer was not the only uh, young starlet at the time. The cast that we start with was this uh, is this girl Judy Brown. She's mm-hmm. the redhead Collier. Uh, she immediately goes on after this movie to Women in Cages with Pam Greer, which they shot basically back to back in the Philippines right after this one's done. Um, then she moved on to other black exploitation movies like Slaughter's Big Ripoff, Willie Dynamite. And this is just according to IMDb. So, but 
As of 2011, she was running a bed and breakfast in Zawatanejo. <gasps> oh. Imagine the basement of that bed and breakfast. Put That's where her desires are uncaged. Yes. <laughs> you cannot be caged. Now, we also have a girl named Herod. She's uh, Pam Greer's girlfriend. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. And, and is addicted to heroin. Right. When you don't get them their fix, they lose their mind and they shiv you. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. They shiv you to your death. Yeah. But so right you learn a lesson. the shiving, the, who was the actress's name that played in Herod? Uh, her name was Brooke Mills. Brooke Mills is giving the... It, she's giving the performance of a lifetime. She is, you know, because she's telling Greer that you don't want me anymore and you don't love me and what will I, what will I do without you if you escape and I will never live, make it without you. While Greer is somehow got a cat caddy that she's sticking mm-hmm. in a piece of wire. Yep. Mm-hmm. Again, she's but, actually working on the escape at the time she's going, you just want to leave me, don't you? You wanted to. And she, you, but like, they're also not no, explaining. No, I'm trying to help you escape, you dummy. When did when did they find like a cat fanny pack that they could just put on the cat? They just work that out. They just work that out. I think we should coin that a puss pack. <laughs> TM. Okay. We're trading. Let's work on that. that. Let's get it. Let's work on our merch. Let's get it. We got to work on our merch. This we got to get a puss pack. Get some puss packs going. Mm-hmm. I rock a puss pack. Yes. Uh, Herod, played by Brooke Mills, she was a dancer, so that's why there's a scene where she. On, as you do when you're on heroin, just start doing ballet dancing around mm-hmm. around the uh, the uh, I want to call it a cell, but no, it's not. It's, it's got to be. A, it's, it's, it's it's the hostel dorm room <laughs> where you stay when you go to the summer camp, which is in. Are, what country are we in in this movie? They do. They don't say. I, I. We know that the movie was shot in the Philippines. Right. They don't say where they are. Oh, I just assumed it was the states. <laughs> because <laughs> they're in some sort. Of, all the the closest they get is they say Banana Republic. So they're just kind of. I don't know. Cuba? Are they? Like, I don't know where they are. Some tropical place. But, but where, the guy who's leading the revolution is named Raphael. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. like the the Spanish Inquisition that's come to the Philippines. What I. And that is um, uh, Bodine is the girlfriend of Raphael, played yeah. by Pat Waddell, who was previously Bobby Joe on Petticoat Junction. That was oh. what she, her claim to fame. Whoa. She was really good. So she I tried she to use this as a launching pad to get into movies. And from this movie, she just did a bunch of exploitation films, including what we will be watching soon, The Women Hunt and The Twilight mm-hmm. People, which are New World Productions. And then she basically retired from acting in 1973. So she tried to do a bunch of movies. It did not launch her career. And she, she did said, get into I'm movies. I'm out. I'm out. She, she got into some exploitation movies. She was hoping to get into some legit movies. Then lastly, we have Alcott, who is played by Roberta Collins, which we will remember from Death Race 2000 mm-hmm. because she played Matilda the Hunt. Mm-hmm. There's also there's also a, a Filipino woman who is with them as well, who is played in the very first scene. You'll notice her with the cat that we mentioned later. Uh, the very first scene, she's played by a local porn actress. Mm-hmm. But after a day of shooting, apparently she was not pleased with how how movies go. So she did not return. <laughs> so they had to get a different actress. Uh, it's kind of hard to tie those dots. There's literally only one shot of her, uh, of the first actress. So the rest of her part is played by someone else. And I can't find what that name just was. Unexplained. Yeah, just there's She's someone else. She's different now. 
Yep. She's just a different lady. You only had one quick shot of her. You'll never remember her. Mm-hmm. We did, though. You know who remembers her? The Dome. The, <laughs> the dome, dome remembers her. Always remembers. Well, yes. The Dome remembers. That's that's other merch that we can get. The do- that's a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> the, the Dome, dome remembers. After the puss pack. Right. Yes. You buy a puss pack and a Dome remem- remembers tea together, you get a discount. Then you get a whatever we decide for Mark third freebie. Yeah. Buy two, get one free. Because <laughs> we overbought all of Mark's stupid merch. <laughs> it's been sitting on shelves. Yeah. Please. We just are throwing those in as well. <laughs> we just get Mark a dairy, then record. <laughs> Milk plus. Uh, the very first lady we meet is, uh, is, is the redhead, is Collier. And she comes in, and then she immediately takes her clothes off. And then a, a By the guard <laughs> puts her, gives her the full fist there. Gives her a real... A real, yeah. a real look in look, look up there. Cause yeah. I mean, well, the audition taking off of her clothes, uh, taking her clothes off during the audition wasn't enough. Right. So that was the second part of the audition right. where she got a complete body cavity search <laughs> to confirm. Nope, this is her. This I mean, is her real stuff. I was happy that I mean they're still like taking care of. They're still giving out paps. I mean, ladies are still getting free paps. That felt like a pap plus. <laughs> watching it if i'm honest as the only person who's currently recording that's ever experienced a pap that was a pap plus but at the end she just kind of gave a little wipey do on her jacket yes. which i thought was courteous and nice mm-hmm. i thought that was mm-hmm. horrible yeah and that actually was like when i saw that i was like Ugh! and then i was like god i love this movie <laughs> but that uh bringing up that scene uh brings me to a great new point which is i did have to take the old pen and paper out because Ooh. this movie had such a high titty count. Oh, <laughs> it did. Titty had... count, titty count. Erica's got a titty count. She counted tits. She counted them all. <laughs> Come on, keep going. I don't. Keep I going. Just, this you is got, off the dumb guys. <laughs> 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 Buy a t-shirt. I'll finish the rest. <laughs> so. The titty count was so high on this that I had to bring the old pen and paper out. And I had to bring it out because Ryan had warned me because, of course, he has seen this movie. Uh, he had watched it previously before I saw it for the first time. And he was like, just wait. There's going to be a really high titty count and you're going to love it. And he was right. There was a high titty count. I did love it. <laughs> it was so high, in fact. It was. That I had to start lumping group titty scenes together as just one Mm -hmm. so truly in the t count i have it as nine but Mm -hmm. it's higher than that folks it's higher than that because i grouped such glorious scenes as the shower scene Mm -hmm. but did you did you you, because there's a shower scene where they're all there and they're kind of and correct and collier has to wash backs Mm -hmm. yeah she has to wash backs and then alcott says i you don't have to watch you don't wash my back i wash mine you just step off then one of the fruit selling vendors guys comes up and like stares at her, and then she that sort of Frank, has right. Frank, yes. he's the one that's just p- pushing his face yeah, through the bar. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, almost as if the direction was like, just really push your face through it, because I'm Try not to sure push we're going to be able to see. The your face. I don't know if you're emoting enough that you're right. leering just through a window. It. So I want you people really... to get it. I want people to get that you're staring at her, <laughs> yeah. and then she sort of like sees him staring, and then really soaps up her boobs. 
So I'm like, is that a separate T count? Or no, is that... I counted that all, all as one. one. Okay. So okay. it's high. It's higher than nine for sure. So after wow. that, when nine. she takes him into the closet, uh, and does that count as another T count, even though it was the same yep. woman? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's a new T count. Okay, because she takes him into the closet, uh, and she says the most famous line in the movie. Yep. Uh, you know, get it up or I'll cut it off, which it was, was an improv. Uh, no, it was Jack Hill wrote it. Jack it. Hill he wrote said it. He's, that's the one where he, he's proudest of that line because it got such a big reaction for the audience. And that's when Frank got, you know, zap. R-A-P <laughs> zap. <laughs> yes. R-A-P-E. Um, yeah, let's give it up right now for Sid Haig in this movie. I did not realize I'd watch half of it before Eric and I rewatched it, at least rewatching for me. And I couldn't tell which one was Sid Haig. I did not. I, I just didn't realize it was him because it. He, I'm just so used to like bald bearded Sid Haig. You're used to like the devil's rejects. Yeah, Sid exactly. Uh, were, you, were you watching it for half of it going is going? How old is Jason Manzukas? <laughs> <laughs> right. He looks amazing. So, like, Sid Haig is the Jason Manzukas of 1970s yeah. prison <laughs> films, right? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and the other guy, Frank, like is himself. the Paul Sheer. <laughs> He's just a taller Paul Sheer. Taller. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just leering in windows as he does. Yeah. But that. Uh, the, talking about like the zap r-a-p-e zap i don't there were a couple quotes like when uh <clears throat> when harry says when they're gonna drink from that uh that jug that they buy it's mm-hmm. the uh i forget what the name of it was uh the Ar- uh, otego especial which incidentally lambanog what lambanog lambanog is that what it is that's okay. what it is Uh oh uh oh do you have something here guys are you ready for research corner oh Guys. Research corner. Okay, guys. Ryan's research corner. Now, this <laughs> movie features Lambanog. Now, this was not originally written into the script. They found this, discovered this uh, alcoholic beverage while they were in the Philippines. Sid Haig apparently really liked it and enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, but Jack Hill also liked it. And they, you can see later in the film that Sid Haig comes in. And he tries to bribe one of the women, uh, the, the counselors, one of the counselors, one of the counselors yes. with this Lombanog. Because if you could, if you had a source for Lombanog, you were like, you know, you were really well to do. So getting somebody who had a hookup with Lombanog was a good thing. So uh, it's a traditional Filipino distilled palm liquor mm. made from coconut or nipa palm sap. Okay. It's uh, been aged for at least 48 hours. Uh, it is commonly described as coconut vodka due to its clear mm, to milky white color. hours. I like to wait for that Ooh. 48. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. This has been 72 hours. No, thank you. Don't give me that cheap shit. <laughs> it is particularly potent, having a typical alcohol content of 80 to 90 proof, 40 <laughs> to 45 percent. Wow. After a single distillation, this may go as high as 166 proof. Wow. After the second distillation, its smoothness has been compared to that of Japanese sake mm. and European schnapps, which I did not realize that schnapps were smooth. But okay, <laughs> fair enough. If you say so, Wikipedia. So after some research, I've got a bottle of Lampanog. Are you ready? <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
And I got three shot glasses. Oh, my, God. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this is Papo J's Lumbanog Vodka. Wow. <laughs> Made in the Philippines. Boondock spirits, y'all. Wow. Lumbanog. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Are you going to take a big wow. pull on that? And don't let your alligator mouth override your hummingbird ass. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is what he says. Yes. Uh, so we're going to pour some shots here of this. Um... This is 80 proof, so... Uh, yeah, so here we go, guys. Um, nothing better than radio to, <laughs> to try out alcohol. So, cheers. Let's try cheers. this. Cheers, all right. Ooh, God. Oh, Lord. Wow. This I just is, took a whiff of it. Is this only a 46-hour 46, 46 <laughs> fermentation yeah. period? How long was this fermented? Oh. Tequila-y. Mm-hmm. Vodka e. It's oh, uh, there's the coconut. <laughs> I haven't done it. Yet. Oh, okay. Wow. Erica's taking pictures of us while we do this. Yeah. <clears throat> Lumpenog, wow. guys. It has a is a definitely got a coconut finish. Try to keep your desires caged after you drink it. <laughs> now there's a thing where you can where you so hold you can, on, getting the titties out. <laughs> <laughs> this will take a while. I've got thirty pounds of chain <laughs> chain mail on. <laughs> Did you have an audition today? Yep. Yep. Wanted to look my best. Clink. Clink. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Erica tried some. (laughs) So you can try this and you can light it on fire. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to light it on fire and drink it. And the key, Jack Hill said, was found by Sid Haig, who basically decided to breathe out before before he sipped it. I, I would imagine that meaning that he would blow out the flame because he would breathe out and then yeah. uh, and then drink it. But that was the big thing was to to light it on fire and then drink it. And this is a joke or at least a subplot that goes on for the whole movie because every time yes. Erica just Frank replayed Harry, Frank's reaction to when he drinks Lumpenog on the docks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly I'm what he Frank. does. <laughs> Frank. Everybody pick Thanks, who you Ryan. are in the movie. Everybody pick who you are in the movie. Erica's already Frank. Thanks, Ryan. Of all the beautiful, sexy women in this movie, I'm Frank. The guy who can barely get a boner when the most gorgeous woman is naked showering in front of him. Great, cool. Thanks. Yeah, he did that was to go back to that scene real quickly, she he she's like Gets, puts the knife in front of him and says, get it up or I'm going to cut it off. And then he says, could you just put that away? It's making it hard to concentrate. And I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> you I think you can do you it. Can, you, you're a guy. You're, yeah. You can do it with a knife in your face. <laughs> I don't know. What There's a couple characters we have not talked about. The good Jack Davis, who plays the doctor with the verve of someone who just woke up from a nap. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now he he started out as a child actor. If you he can still believe was it. in this movie, and <laughs> he was still still learning his craft, yeah. <laughs> even yeah. well into his adulthood. Yeah, he's got his hair dyed a, a color far too black for his complexion. Natural, and it has got an amazing comb over. It's really pretty incredible. Uh, really puts our president to shame. But he was actually in the Our Gang shorts. Oh really? He was in many. He was like in about forty of them. Oh wow! Arguing shorts. What does that mean? That's the elf, like alfalfa, like little rascals, like little rascals, basically. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So that that's our gang. They were called. They were called our, our gang? gang. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Then we have Miss Dietrich, who is the um, right the warden of the prison. Correct. And she was named the Dietrich name was uh, given to her because uh, uh, Jack Hill was working on a movie in Europe prior to this. Oh, uh, Oh, it's really an appropriate name once you (laughs) pour some down your Mm -hmm. throat. You're like, Lumpenog. So he was working on a movie uh, with a Swiss director um, and realized as they were shooting it that this guy was really just a softcore porn maker and he got duped. And he was so pissed off about it that that's why he named Miss Dietrich Dietrich because it's named after Erwin C. Dietrich, the Swiss director. Oh. Erwin C. Dietrich, you sly mofo, just making your softcore sweet porns. Those porns probably are gorgeous. <laughs> they, they are. They're they Swedish. They're probably absolutely They beautiful. probably mm-hmm. were just like, like almost having sex in the Alps. <laughs> Not quite because it's softcore, so just yeah. close yeah. enough. Just rubbing in the Alps. Just dry humping the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're also forgetting uh, about the prison. Sorry, the camp warden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the yeah, the the associate warden really too. That Ms. was played Dietrich. by Catherine Loader. Now she mm-hmm. was a theater actress before she came into this, and you know it every yeah. time she opens she her is mouth. Big and broad. <laughs> yeah, she's playing for the back aisles, yes. the back of the house. <laughs> and we shall go into yes. the camp now. I was like, is, is she American? <laughs> Turns out she is. So she was really doing this affectation. She was also so skinny but here's the funny part <laughs> but it was the 70s yeah i feel like that was the but she was when being skinny was funny particularly <laughs> yep. yep are you sure you don't mean the 2019s <laughs> right we've gotten over that <laughs> we've grown as a culture <laughs> uh. Now, her character takes the women, and when they don't get the things that they want, or they want information about the revolution, they torture these women. Um, Spoiler alert, one of the scenes, which is uh, when Bodine is getting tortured, is probably one of my favorite scenes, because they have this (laughs) weird, like, drip (laughs) that goes in between, like, each edit, which is like, bloop, which is like, what is happening? (laughs) And then it would... Just change angles to a different, I guess, torture scenario of, of, of different kinds. She's even sort of getting wa- early waterboarding. Getting waterboarded, early waterboarding. And then, and then the full cantaloupe uh, titty electrocution. <laughs> that, that, I think that's yeah. actually later. I think oh, that's... You're right. That's you're later. That's, that's, that's Alcott. You're talking about the snake. Or actually, yeah. no. I think that's Collier mm. later that, that gets or the... Alcott gets it? I think it's Collier that gets the... Mm. Yeah. Which is a scene that Jack Hill was like, well, I really wish I could have reshot this one. <laughs> When when they're torturing these women, in comes this hooded character, this man sitting in a chair, I guess because watching women get tortured is his jam. And I started thinking, the guy looks like Cobra Commander. And I was like, sitting in a low she... rent goth club, and then, <laughs> exactly, we're just like half a camo netting yeah, over it, exactly, just and like just like from sort of like a king's chair from yeah, a high right. school production. Yeah, it of was Shakespeare. Pre- it was very goth. That's what I was super into it. Uh, I was like, high school self was like, I, I approve. I mean, I approve. Is ministry playing in the right. background? No, sorry, let me quickly pause this, throw in some Sisters of Mercy, then start playing it again. Um, and I started wondering, is this where they got the inspiration for Cobra Commander and the Baroness? Because the two of them <laughs> kind of feels like the same characters. But anyway, I think, I think you Probably. have a chore tomorrow. 
Probably. Yeah. Log into Wikipedia. It's time to change that history on <laughs> <Yeah>. Cobra Commander. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no one's going to know. Because it really looks like Cobra Commander. Yeah. Um, when Collier gets into Lucian's office and there's the snake, or oh. she gets into the torture chamber yeah. and the snake's there. Now, that's the scene where Pam Greer breaks in to the office and is looking around for stuff and happens to find the snake in the cabinet. All right. I have to chime in because this was one of my favorite scenes. Things we love <laughs> and things we hated. So things we loved, I loved the scene with Pam Greer where she breaks into the office and there's just a, a King Cobra casually in a, in a cupboard, <laughs> just, just loose, ready to jump out. Yeah. Who yeah. stores their snake like that? It's like as if your roommate was like, hey, guys. Dude, I got a pet snake. Where is really? it, man? Oh, dude, it's in the cabinet, okay? Yeah. So don't open that one don't, cabinet because yeah. the snake's in there. Also, it's a cobra. Also, it's poisonous. Yeah. But I just keep it loose in there, okay? It's King Cobra cabinet now. It's cool, though. Just look out for the cobra. Uh, but I think- Okay, I, a cobra? Cobra commander? I don't know. I'm just guys. saying, guys. I'm just saying, guys. This is but, probably a favorite movie of Larry Hama. Just saying. Wow. But what I, Deep cut. Wow. 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 Deep cut. Wow. What I particularly loved about that scene was when the King Cobra comes out and it's going after Pam Greer and then Lu- Lucia? Lucina? Lucina? Lucian. Lucian. Lamborg? Lumbanog. Wow. She comes in, grabs the King Cobra, and Pam Greer's like, where did you get that? She's like, I snatched it from the jungle. And I'm like, time out. I watched a lot of Disney movies, and what I learned in the Disney movies is that King Cobras are not from the jungle, honey. King Cobras are from India. Okay? Thank you, Mm -hmm. Aladdin. Mm -hmm. They are not from the jungle. Thank you, Jungle Book. Those are pythons. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to poke holes in this movie, <laughs> we can, we can, we can let poke. Me, let I'd me like poke, to poke let me one poke, hole, which me, is... Uh-oh. When, uh-oh. When, uh-oh. when Frank leans his hand down into Pam Greer's crotchy area, and then he can't get his hand back. Yeah. Where is his hand? I, and, now, I've seen this movie a couple of times, and he says, it's like a vice. <laughs> yes. So, somebody's been practicing your Kegels. <laughs> Was like, that things you loved? <laughs> no. Well, no, that isn't. I, 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 well, it's undeniably something that you're going to love when someone practices their kegels that puss. much. Oh, my gosh. When he's put but, his hand in her vagina and he can't get it can, out of he her vagina? Re, he cannot remove it from her vagina. Yeah. It's, oh. I, That's a... <laughs> <laughs> that was a dog. <laughs> it's a dog shaking herself. But when they're practicing their escape... It's the one that has that Raphael is is her uh, uh, boyfriend Bodine. Bodine. Yeah. So she's she's showing the other one how to. Okay. Now, so when you get this gun, you got to cock it, and you got to cock it really hard like this. And they're doing it air gun, and and yep. <laughs> the yep. other girl, she's, they're practicing. It. The other girl cocks it, and Bodine says, "No, no, no." You got to do it harder than that. <laughs> so she just cocks her arm back harder in mm-hmm. the air. And mm-hmm. then she says, you need to start practicing that. Practicing cocking gun in the air does mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. It accomplishes zero. Mm. They t- Have you tried it? Have you tried it? <laughs> I've cocked guns. Well, <laughs> because you probably like Phantom did it many, many times before you did <laughs> That's I, how you were so good at it. But, <laughs> so who does I, that make him then in this movie? 
What character? The Phantom Cock? He's Alcott, apparently. <laughs> he's, he's character Phantom Cock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a question. Uh, is it good business to sell fruit to inmates? Because apparently that's their sole business. They seem to be at that prison all the time. Hold on. They also sell cigarettes. They also... <laughs> They also deliver mail. <laughs> they also deliver mail. I know, but that is like that. It seems to be their primary source. But here's, of, uh, and they sell more. They're importing Lombanog at the docks yes. just to go back to the prison with it. So they're they're bringing more than that because the supply chest that these women have at their disposal. Wink. They, chest. <laughs> they have pencils with really good erasers. They have uh, uh, candles. Uh, they have a cat. A cat, mm-hmm. a, mm-hmm. a, a cat mm-hmm. carrying mm-hmm. case. Uh, they have wire. One of them's carrying a doll all the time. I mean, again, yep. this is not prison; it's summer camp. But these guys are supplying a it's variety. It's a different country, man. Prison, prisons things. have different rules in different countries. They're just a little bit more <laughs> loosing. They're a little bit know. more loose. Now, speaking of that cat, that this movie is proof positive that owning a cat is going to kill you, because as soon as that cat runs away, poor Farina runs after it, gets shot up. Mm-hmm. So it's dangerous. Now, as soon as, she, as, soon as uh, can they deliver a wire that you can then use to choke Lucian, the 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 the, the, the camp camp, the camp warden, the associate camp, the camp counselor? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, they can. They can snake through a ventilation system to deliver you this wire for sure. Mm-hmm. But will they kill you eventually? Yes, they will. That's what only cats. Exactly. Well, when Once the cat they have lured you into a sense of safety and stability, that's, that's right. when the cat will then lure you out to gunfire. Well, exactly. When uh, Greer lets the cat go with her little puss pouch and mm-hmm. the wire, then she gets stabbed in the neck. And I have to give them props for obviously using the same blood supplier that was used in Dawn of the Dead because it's that <laughs> real bright red yeah. 70s yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, ooh, I haven't seen just, that in a long it pour, time. it just pours out. Just pours yeah, out. like you're pouring milk out of a jug. <laughs> What's great, too, that scene and then uh, uh, shortly thereafter, there's another stabbing scene. They obviously had no sound effects for stabbing because you don't hear anything. She does the arm gesture and it's just... There's, there's no sound. It's just... Yeah, there's no sound. I wish the sound would have been the, the cock of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> but it's there's maybe they just mo- stabbed it, it just would have been like Labanag. <laughs> to be fair, if somebody stabbed me right now, it wouldn't make a sound and I wouldn't feel a thing. <laughs> so I'll talk about things I hated. Wait, is this a segment? Well, we were still on things we loved and things we hated, but were we, we were we officially? Yeah, we yeah, were because we, we didn't we didn't do the announce. You didn't announce it. Yes, Lampanog. I did. Yeah, she, Lampanog, no, she yes, even I sang, did. She sang the song. Ah, <laughs> Lampanog, I sang oh, that song. Oh boy, <laughs> this is gonna be a learning lesson for me just to listen to this. Lampanog like, oh. has numbed the dome. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So things I hated, I honestly can't think of it. Whoa! Can't wow! Think of it. Wow! I don't have anything. I love the song. We haven't even talked about the opening song. Oh, yeah. Song. Opening song sung by Pam Greer. So she was recommended by Jack Hill to sing the opening theme by the composer, and so she did. And it became a, a somewhat of a timely hit. Because also, we should, we've not mentioned, Mark has not run any numbers, but this was a huge success, this movie. Yeah. It was it, an enormous hit. I believe it. I also believe that he enjoyed 
um, having her perform the song, and he probably knew that she was a good singer when she took off all of her clothes during the audition. <laughs> That's probably how he can. Oh, your voice is very good. Yeah, he I was can like, tell hey, you are a natural talent. When when <laughs> I, just like when, when, when we when we do this next take of the song, could you take your clothes off? This is a little embarrassing for me to ask. I feel weird about it, but I just want to make sure this naked. is your real voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same because you know the, the, they talk about the fact that Sid Haig was uh, really helping coach uh, and kind of like help her sure. with her first acting job. Yeah. And I think he was really helping her when he was just like feeling her up through a t-shirt <laughs> and just really getting a good squeeze on those on those melons. That was his way of saying like this is how it the works first time in Hollywood. Or the second time, <laughs> I felt the first time was more sincere. The right. second time, the second time he was lacked just being a little greedy. commitment. Come back, lacked a little commitment. I agree. But you're right. I mean, this movie was made for somewhere between one hundred twenty-five to two hundred thousand dollars. Which it could have been even as much as one hundred fifty. Like Jack Hill says, there's no real way to know how much they actually spent on this movie because there was nobody doing the accounting. So but. if we say, let's say two hundred thousand on the high end side, if we adjust that for inflation, it would be one point three, just under one point three million dollars for today. Wow! Now we're running the numbers. <laughs> This movie made it. I can't remember the song, but Mark is running the numbers. This definitely wasn't the tune the last time. Lumpenog. Mark runs the numbers. Sponsored by Lumpenog. Lumpenog And Puss Packs. Make sure you order some Puss Packs before when you. At the end of this podcast, order yourself a Puss Pack. So uh, the movie made $10 million, which adjusted for inflation would be $63.5 million today. I mean, that's wow. an incredible wow. uh, 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 amount of profit on this. The but profit also, could not be caged. So things we love, things we hated. Uh, I loved Sid Haig in this movie. He's fantastic. Once you Jason realized Manzucas. he was in it. Once I realized who he was. But he's pretty great. He's pretty great in this movie. I loved uh, just I loved Cobra Commander in this. I love the fact that they even had that. It's just so weird. I love that they revealed that it was uh, Miss Dietrich, even though we knew the entire time. There's literally was... no other character it could have been. <laughs> yeah. There was like no other character in yeah. the movie, <laughs> right? Uh, also, that scene where um, Collier is getting getting where they're hanging the Cobra over her. Uh, so, so you would think. Maybe that's a fake snake. Wrong. It was a real snake. But what they did is they put plexiglass over her and, so that the snake couldn't actually get to her. Yeah. But there's a piece of plexiglass there. So that, yeah. for me, would not be enough. <laughs> right. That's what I'm, so, that, so this movie is – there's a lot of this. Now, the mud wrestling scene uh, is also one they did not rehearse. It was just them going at it, and Could I believe pa- uh, Pam Greer had a f- had a, a fever at the time, and also that scene was a mandate. So I believe in Trailers from Hell, uh, they talk about uh, Jack Hill talks about the fact that this was a this was a scene that he had to have in there. He had to have the mud wrestle. The three rules of making a women's prison movie is you had to have a mud wrestling scene, a shower scene and some sort of female bondage scene. So huh. they had a whipping scene. They did. They did. And that is that or the three tenants, uh, which Jack Hill said, like, as long as you have those three, it qualifies. I mean, I don't know that there's the women's prison review board that reviews these movies <laughs> and says, mm-hmm. hmm, that you don't you're missing a whipping scene. So this is just a women at summer camp movie. But 
I digress. <laughs> I would argue that Roger Corman had like a uh, we need a shower scene in almost every movie of every genre when it came to. We need a shower scene <laughs> in every. I really think Except you've House put together two, an excellent picture. Yeah, House Two. No Fair. shower scenes. No well, shower that, scene in but House then, Two. But House Two and Children of the Corn are post Corman. Those are post Corman era. Oh, off oh. the dome. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. point that's they were past. That was the past dome Corman. lashing yeah. out. <laughs> How dare you remember? <laughs> Puss back. <laughs> Bye, Puss back. Humanoids from the deep didn't have a shower scene. Yes, it did. What? Yes, it did. Remember that lady? She does that Amish cosplay, oh, and then shit. she comes in, and she has, a, <laughs> and then she does a full on. She does a. F- <laughs> yeah, on, she does. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like a creature outside watching uh-huh. her. She takes a shower. Right. Yeah. 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 All right. Things are loved. Well, I already said the air cocking. So the things I hated. Hmm. 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 Nope. I don't got anything. I really don't. I agree with you. Because even the, the things that are, uh, you know, it could have been better, like uh, the the little uh, uh, snake handler hand, mm-hmm. I found charming and funny. Right? Yeah. So yeah. everything had was like, okay, I'm I totally think in. A lot of this has to do with the fact that it's Jack Hill. And Jack Hill makes some pretty cheesy movies that are not like expertly made, but like we, you know, so far when Jack Hill makes a movie, we're all loving it. Yeah. I mean, you'll find that out later when you hear our Sorcerer's <laughs> episode that we recorded four <laughs> oh, months ago. Yeah. Oh, wait till you get to that one. <laughs> All right, things we love, things we hated. I can't think of something I hated either, um, except for. So, if you want to skip this because you want to watch the movie, the very tail end line, the very last scene. If you please skip ahead, if you want to see this. But anyway, the very last line: Collier escapes. She has a guy come by, pick her up in the jeep. I believe the guy in that, who with a beard, is actually the director Jack Hill. I was but, wondering because he's like, of course, the only Jeep that comes by in the Philippines is a white dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just touring around. I'm just touring around. Right. Touring know. around, Lombanog, in, you in know, you know how I'm in. You know how it is. And so he picks her up and he's like, hey. And, and basically there's a line there. That they're like, we're going to take you back to prison. And that line he, uh, that Jack Hill says is that was they overdubbed that later. It was yep. not his voice. You can tell because he's not moving his mouth. Right. He doesn't move his <laughs> mouth at all. And he starts yeah. talking. Uh, and so he said that was something that was done without his uh, approval. So he and he basically as politely as he can says he doesn't like it. And I agree. I think it's a terrible it line. Weird. It does not. It's a weird end. So let's talk about our favorite scene. Yeah. I kind of mentioned mine. I think mine is, I guess, uh, one of the three tenets of a prison movie. So the whipping scene with Bodine, where she gets uh, she gets whipped up, just because the not the torture part of it, but just the weird like editing device that they use, where they're just like a like a drop of water hitting hitting, and then that was their weird edit technique technique. Felt in like a Fleetwood Mac you, music video yeah. that involved whipping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You even mentioned like to me while we were watching it where you're like, is this like a dream sequence? Yeah, I didn't like, understand she didn't understand happening. what was happening. But it was just this weird is the weirdest editing technique. And it was yeah. just like they were literally just like, I don't know. What how about this? What if this do you think this will work? Like, yeah, it works for me. Uh, it it's very unusual. There there's a lot of shots in this that are very unusual and, and they're a little bit un, uh, odd for mm-hmm. this movie and they just seem to be like 
you know, I, for the most part, they were sort of shooting a very conventional movie. And then on occasion, they just do these sort of very strange little weird shots. They're just like, you know, throwing it out there and going whatever. And uh, I thought that scene was r- particularly very weird and unusual. Yeah. Erica? I think my favorite scene would have to be the cafeteria food fight that ends in a fire hose. Mm. That ends in everybody <laughs> getting sprayed with the hose. They didn't mm-hmm. know that the fire hose was going to be sprayed on them. Oh, they my didn't tell gosh. the actors, and so they were totally shocked when they turned on a fire hose on all of them. Oh, that had to did hurt not know that too. Yeah. Because wow, that yeah, that's was, why they're all really running because they down. got a fire hose turned on them. Wow, wow. I did not oh, know that. Did not know that. But <laughs> that is probably my favorite scene. It's it's pretty great. And yeah. now knowing that, it's absolutely my favorite scene. The scene where a real fire hose was surprised turned on them. This movie was like, couldn't literally could not be made today. Like you no. could no. not make it no. because they no violated almost every like viol. I mean, yeah, this is not a SAG movie. No, <laughs> they, they Plus, violated too many. Too in many that bylaws. scene, what are they eating? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'd throw it around Lampanog? too. It was not good. <laughs> That's fair. There's a lot of monogamy. They were like, we'll give them anything because those fruit guys are going to come by and they can just get themselves whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. Which also is like, so if you were a prisoner, if you go out and do stuff, like they give you money because then yeah. you have money to spend on shit. So well, exactly. Because this is a this summer, is camp. A summer, summer camp. camp. Got you it. Know, Got you, it. You sold your wares of puss packs <laughs> out at the summer camp craft fair. Yeah. They were the rich Sid Haig, the originator of the puss pack. We got to put his face on the puss pack. No, he, he's the originator of the puss clam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we make oh, a Sid no. Haig fruit cart. We yeah. Make, we make like yeah. a signature. Well, no, he has to, we, we would have to have his, have the face on the Lombinog. Yeah, For the holidays. Order yourself a Sig Haig fruit basket. <laughs> if you put together <laughs> extra fifteen dollars, gets you a puss pack inside that fruit basket. Order now. <laughs> if you put together a cart with a bunch of fruit on it and dress like Sid Haig for Halloween, how many people would get? Nobody. Nobody Zero but people. I would grab but I would grab everybody's boobies. <laughs> No, you have to feel them through the bars. You have to bring bars with you. And they have to put their back to me. And they have to have a tank on so you can kind of go through the pitties yeah. and just get it at them. Oh, Lama Dog, guys. Uh, I would say my favorite scene is uh, it's the, the opening scene when Collier comes in and she's getting inspected by Dr. Phillips Ooh. because she says, I'm not supposed to be here. And he's like, neither am I. And, and you find out that it's <laughs> his first, like, it's what, his first day and he's using a stethoscope. And obviously, I, I think as an actor, he's trying not to put it right on her boobs. So he's putting it like in her shoulder blade, <laughs> like where a heart would never be found. He's listening to her nerves. <laughs> yeah, <'cause, laughs> I, it's just it's like two actors who are like you just got on this gig too cool cool well you're gonna seriously we're, we're the gonna guy do this just scene. woke up from a nap and then they were like and we're rolling he's like what now oh no all right okay it's a it's a weird movie it's a fun movie uh and uh don't watch it with kids can't watch it with children depends depends on what kind of parent you depends are. on the kid so if you like this episode please rate and review us on itunes that would be really helpful um we're also available on stitcher we're available in a lot of places spotify, spotify a lot yeah. of places you can get your podcast please if you enjoy this uh podcast tell a friend that's even better get people to listen 
Um, Follow us on at New World Podcast on Instagram. And we are also on Twitter. Find us there and follow us. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what we messed up on. Tell us your favorite brand of Labanog. Uh, But uh, we will be back, uh, I think, in the new year. Yeah, we will. Yeah, this last episode of the year. 2020. So happy new year. Happy holidays, everybody. And we will see you next year on the New World Podcast.